What up? This is Yinka Diz. Peace. This is Outlaw. Are you listening to the 80s Babies Podcast? And today we're back with another Make It a Classic. Yes, sir. The Pillage. Yes, Cap- the Pillage Donna. from Capadonna. So let's before we launch off on this, we talked about how there was going to be a little bit of controversy, right? Because this is a cult classic. Yeah, it is a cult classic. So to some people, I think they might be offended at the fact that we are saying that we are going to make this a classic because in their mind, it might already be one. And for me, I also want to put the caveat out there that I'm not necessarily making this a classic in terms of the typical sense of what you might see as a hip-hop album for me i've spoken before about how i think that takao and return to the 36 chambers are also hip-hop classics but they're mm. classics in the sense of that original woo catalog right. takao on its own i would not say is a hip-hop classic and yeah, so for definitely. this when i put this together when i do my edits i'm making this a hip-hop classic in terms of how it fits with that original woo catalog so i just okay. want to put that out there as well yeah so this one came out march 24th 1998 right 1998 so it's almost like a tribute and a make it a classic at the same time it almost is yeah, yeah. where were you when this came out man i don't think i was enough of a woo fan i don't at the think time i was either to have listened to it so i didn't listen to it when it came out so I remember where I was. I was in my basement, actually. I remember the Slang editorial video came out. Mm. And I remember thinking, oh, yeah, there's Kappa. That's that other guy from the Wu. I don't really know much about him. I don't even think I had really gotten into Wu-Tang Forever yet. Or maybe I had. Or maybe I was just starting to. I was still Wu-Tang listen- Forever was the next year, right? No, Wu-Tang Forever came out in 97. But what I'm saying is that uh, I didn't really digest Wu-Tang Forever until like that summer of 98. Okay. So by the time Takao 2000 came out, I was really looking forward to that. Yeah, but yeah, at yeah. this time, when this album came out, The Pillage from Capadonna, I was still on Takao, Only Built for Cuban Links, uh-huh. Iron Man, Liquid Swords. I was still on that material. And so mm. to me, Kappa was always like, oh yeah, that random guy that yeah, hangs out with, yeah. with Ghostface and Rayquan. That's how I felt, yeah. Right, so. so this song, you know, Slang Editorial, the video comes out. I don't even remember it. We probably should watch that video before yeah. doing this episode. But, you know, that's kind of where I was. And you don't even really remember where you were when, when this nah, came out. Nah, um, I do, actually. I, I don't remember where I was when this when this came out. I, I, like, in the context of, of my fandom as a Wu fan, I didn't listen to this until much later. Let me ask you, do you remember uh-huh. this coming out? I think that's I, a good question because there are some people who might not even know this album came out. I think out. Like, I remember it coming okay, out, but right. I think I also, you know, Kappa was just like a guy that dropped a few verses here and there. Like right. I, I didn't care enough about him. There were people in the woo at this point in time who I didn't really care about. Like mm-hmm. for me, I was like, when is Inspector Dex album going to drop? Yes, like, like yes. that's what I cared about. Right. You know what I mean? Or when is Method Man's next album going to yeah. come out? Which he actually references on here. Right. But I think at this time, the only verse I really liked from Capadonna was the joint he had on Winter Wars, which was Ghostface mm-hmm. album. Okay. I like his verse on that. When did you start taking Capadonna seriously? I think I took Capadonna seriously after Supreme Clientele. That I that was I, it for me. As I well. heard. I heard. You know, uh, niggas Cap- start to act moist with Duncan Hines. Didn't know, know Betty Crocker had, had two, two nines. nines. <laughs> yeah, oh, I, I had yeah. to slide through with the ghost post up like, like paint, paint on walls. Just oh. well, whatever. Like it's so weird, right? When Supreme Clientele comes out, obviously I was banging, right? And that track he has uh, ain't no love to be found. What is uh, bu- is it? Buck fifty. That's a track with Redman on it too. Yeah. Right. Capadonna has this verse on there, which 
if you're not a fan of like Wu-Tang, I could totally understand you listening to that verse and be like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> it's so silly. But for whatever reason, that, oh, verse, that verse is crazy. Grabbed me. It's my favorite verse on that record. Hollow on, points on, follow you home, Staten, Staten Island. Island. I, it's not my favorite, it's my second. Are my like favorite it? is Ayo, I wrote this on Donnie Roo. Well, no, 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 no. Funeral on one knee. It's my favorite verse on that. Did I say That's album? On, I meant yeah. to say track. It's my uh, favorite okay. verse on that track. You said that album. Oh, I'm sorry, I misspoke. It's my favorite verse on that track, which has a really dope verse from Red Man on it. Yeah. Um, and obviously met the man and Ghost around that, and they kill it as well. Right, right. So I think after that verse, I really started to look at Capadonna differently, and I yep. went back to listen to. Iron Man. I went back to listen to Wu Tang Forever, and then you know he's got a dope verse on Maria, and then I just started listening to other Kappa verses, and I was like, you know, Kappa's not that bad. Right. So then I go back and I look at the pillage, just look at the production first, and I'm right. like, oh, RZA and True Master had exactly. tracks all over this right. album. So let me go back and listen to it and so i did and i can understand why you would call it a cult classic because i think it is a cult classic definitely so we should get into the critical reception okay first of all this album went gold you know congrats uh -huh. to capo right you made a gold album which is you know it's not platinum everything around this time was going platinum but right. hey made a gold album good for him right what was your understanding of the critical reception i guess mm -hmm. from hip-hop media in general mm -hmm. but more specifically your understanding of from wu-tang fans and why mm -hmm. they would consider a cult classic so if you remember we talked on wu-tang forever about how like you kind of had these like skater kids that just right. loved wu-tang mm -hmm. right so they all were like oh the capadon is crazy but i mean <laughs> they also said everything wu-tang did was crazy they had wu-tang symbols on their boards right. on their beanies everything so I'm not taking them seriously. Additionally, rabid Wu fans were like, oh, Capadonna's dope, yeah. right? They thought everything that, that yeah. Wu-Tang did was dope. True. So like, none of the people outside of those folks who I kind of felt were looking at things with tinted glasses mm -hmm. talked about this album. Right. And so as a result of that, like, I didn't feel drawn to listening to this album because I didn't consider myself among the either the, the rabid Wu fans or the skaters who love Wu. Was it Ibrahim that helped put you onto this album or was that the Master Killer album? No it was the Master date? Killer oh, okay. album, No Said Date. I, I would okay. not have ever listened to a Master Killer album if it weren't for E. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, I think we kind of covered the uh, critical reception. I don't remember yeah. what hip-hop publications said at the time. Yeah, I'm also yeah. not sure if it really matters either. Yeah. They uh, probably actually, said it was average. So, All Music gave it four stars out of five. Rolling Stone gave it four out of five. Rap Reviews gave it seven out of ten. Okay. Um, so, it sounds it, like they think it's good. Not amazing, but good. Solid. It, now, what's interesting is there's not even a source rating here. Uh, I wonder yeah. if the source rated it. Wikipedia all. doesn't always do that, but I yeah. would be curious what the what the source rated it. So should we get into highlights, lowlights? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, yeah. So why don't you start off? What are some of your highlights? My main highlight is Milk the Cow. Milk the Cow. I knew you were gonna say that. Uh, milk the Cow. The best way we know how. Park Hill Projects. Chicka Pow. I, I love everything about this song. There's there's nothing negative I can say about this, and that leads me into my feature highlight, which is Method Man. I thought Method Man was really good on this album. He was good on this album. Um, I loved O'Donna. Yeah. That's a highlight. That's one of your favorite bars is uh, good from, from Kappa. Good, good black, black women sleep over at Kappa's. Yeah, that's on that, that track. Yeah. Um, what else? Check for a nigga. Yeah, that's cool. Love that joint. And Splish Splash. Splish Splash. You like that? Okay. Yeah, I love I that. like that too. So those are my highlights. What about so you? my highlights for me, not necessarily track related. I have to just start out 
just saying that True Master having six beats on this album is a highlight for me. That's real. I didn't even think about that. Every single beat he has on here, I really, really like. Me too, actually, and I didn't even notice. Yo, now he, I'm looking at the track list with the producers, and I'm like, wow, killed this. The way this album starts out, it's got a little snippet from one of those kung fu movies or whatever, and then it just gets into slang editorial, and that horn sample, that's a true master beat, and Kappa goes through it the entire time. And one of the reasons why I like this track is that it doesn't have the standard form. In fact, none of the tracks on here have the standard form, but it's got four verses, but Kappa pretty much spits the whole way through. Right. The chorus changes each time he says the chorus. Like it expands. Yeah. It does a little bit more. So I, I really kind of like that. Just yeah. the whole energy, the whole vibe. I'm like, yo, it's a really good tone setter for the album. I love the track Super Ninjas, yo. I absolutely. I do really like that track I too. have an almost irrational love for that beat. It's really? one of my favorite beats ever. I don't know why. It, I think that if you listen to it, you probably like, wow, like really outlaw. You like this one? It's just something of. I don't know what it is. I absolutely love that beat. I like but that just, too. I, I actually, if I had one more, if I had one more highlight, it would have been Super Ninjas. So okay. I like that too. Splish Splash is definitely a highlight for me, as yeah. well as MCF. I like the hook on it, and I love the bass line from the RZA. In fact, mm-hmm. one of my highlights in general is that even though I don't think this is RZA's best production on here, uh-huh. he's got that gritty, definitive RZA bass line yeah. on here yeah. that I think is, is really prominent throughout each of his production snippets. Those are some of my highlights, yeah. 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 I also kind of should add that while I, I do have some critiques of it i thought black boy was good i think that black boy actually we can get into that when we yeah, do the make of the classic I thought black boy but was just good. to touch on that point i actually think black boy should have been a video yeah. but yeah we can get into that later cool uh so some lowlights so this album is is interesting yeah. in that like i don't like the balance yeah if it's I not could, sequenced very well I, yeah i would have sequenced it totally different i would have sequenced it differently and, as um, well. and i think the stretch after run I don't like that stretch. Like Really? Okay, because that's actually the stretch that I do like. Blood on Blood War and then Super Ninjas I think is cool. I would have slid it. It's like Pillage Run, Blood on Blood War, Super Ninjas, MCF, Splish Splash. That whole section of the album, it starts to bore me. Like really? It, it lags. Interesting. Okay, um, I felt the opposite. So I think the strongest section of this album for me was uh, Splish Splash, O'Donna, Milk the Cow, uh, south of the, south of the border check for a nigga and even dart throwing i like, like dark throwing like that whole section is too. so strong it's like how we talk about the biggie album and how well it was sequenced it's just like i could just listen to it straight through and it doesn't lag i think some parts of the album lag that's a yes, little bit for me i actually really thought that everything is everything was really bad you're not gonna hear me complain yeah i don't um, have any arguments it doesn't belong on the album it just doesn't I, sound like it i think it blue, sounds like a weak attempt at a premiere beat blue raspberry the young hearts uh, obviously a low light. so bad obviously um, a low light Is, you know what yeah you might have been able to say that song if you didn't have her singing for the first minute and 30 seconds yeah of it. it's, it's really so bad. bad yeah it's not um, good and i actually did not like mcf oh okay that's fair mm-hmm. I, I like it though yeah so I, I guess those would be my low lights I think for me, when we talk about the sequencing, you know, the big problem right off the bat is that RZA is not the executive producer. And mm. I understand that he wanted to kind of delegate that to his uh, Wu affiliate producers. 
or his Wu disciples, if you will. Who but executive I, produced it? Do you know? I don't sure if it had one. I'm. Uh, I read somewhere that it was Goldfingers, who's got I want to uh, say two or three beats, beats on, on here. here. Yeah. But he was the three. he was the uh, the executive producer. But I obviously I think that RZA should have been the executive producer. Right, right. I think at the very least he would have sequenced the album a lot better. And yeah. there's even some songs that probably are not mixed as well as they could be. Mm-hmm. So that to me is a low light. Yeah. I think specifically. If you don't like MCF, mm-hmm. which, you, which you don't, I can totally understand why you would think that Blood on Blood War, Super Ninjas, MCF, and Splish Splash is not sequenced well. Mm-hmm. For me, the problem isn't any of those songs. For me, the problem is Run, which to me mm-hmm. is not necessarily a bad song. Yeah. It's just not arranged well. Yeah. My thoughts on Run, actually, and the funny thing is... We, and and we Run, talk, for me, is a, is a low light. Okay. We talk about... Um, kind of the where you were mm-hmm. my first time hearing run was on the bullworth soundtrack and it's on there it's on the bullworth soundtrack wow. and it's right after if i'm not mistaken i could be wrong but it's right after ghetto superstar <laughs> so wow. it's like you have this huge hit with yeah. like you know somebody from the movies and maya and, 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 and dirty yeah and then like this is this is when dirty was like a pop star <laughs> right he had killed the Mariah carry right, the whole right, time. Right. and then and then you have run yeah so you have like the most energetic song and the least energetic song of all time like yeah. right next to each other the reason i feel like run now in in the context of who i am as a man has redeemable qualities sure. oh, it is does. because if we didn't have it we wouldn't have run by Ghostface later. This is true. You can listen to it and hear that it's the foundation for what became run by Ghostface. And which Ghostface's is, version is way better. Yes, which is also um, a RZA produced track. That okay. is on the Pretty Tony album, if I'm not mistaken. That sounds right. Yeah, and I want to say it's actually yeah. one of the few RZA produced tracks that he has on there. Okay. My but, problem, um, but, but yeah, the subject matter, the stories yeah. that he's telling oh, are sure. actually really good. Right. It's just this track just... I'll let you go into it, but it's it's just too long and it just drags on. When we go into the make it a classic, I can do specifically what needs to be done with the run because mm-hmm. even though it's a low light, I think it needs to stay on the album. Yeah, it's not sequenced well. I thought I would have put it later in the album, mm-hmm. and I think that that really destroys the momentum that is starting at least for Sling Editorial and the yeah. Pillage. And even though I have some issues with the Pillage that I would change, uh-huh. I think that if you go straight from Sling Editorial, the Pillage to Blood on Blood War to Super Ninjas. I think that's really, really good momentum to start the album. Better. So, yeah, but, but run is specifically where it is. Its placement in the album is a low light. Its right. arrangement is a low light. Uh-huh. There's not enough Ghostface Killer or Raekwon on here, which right. is the low light specifically because when you think about only built for Cuban links, and when you think about Iron Man, mm-hmm. Cavadonna and Raekwon are such prominent features, especially on Iron Man that. You think that them is kind of like a trio, and so mm-hmm. you want to see more Raekwon and more Ghostface with Capadonna. So right. I would have liked to have seen that. And yeah, Young Hearts, obviously, that's a low light. Everything yeah. is everything. I considered maybe having that as a bonus track mm-hmm. until I just realized that that's just wrong. It just doesn't need to be on there. <laughs> right. Those are my my low lights. So how would you make it a classic? So right off the bat, I would sequence this a little differently. Right. I would have run probably go between Splish Splash and mm. O'Donna. Mm. I would obviously get rid of Young Hearts, obviously get rid of Everything is Everything. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I can go track for track, what I would need to do is the pillage. When I think of the pillage, I think of colonialism almost, right? 
<laughs> well, when we think about like what is the pillage, right. you know, you, you go into an area, you do horrible things to the captives there, you take all their stuff. You mm-hmm. know, I think of the pillage in this context more of like a victim mentality, right? Okay. And he even talks about that a little bit on his track, Odana. He's got this verse, and I kind of want to just go ahead and just speak the whole part of these bars, right? Just okay. So just bear with me. All right, so he says, short and brief, I make out. I make out with the loose leaf in the struggle. Ten years after the beef, I choose to come forth and pronounce my sin. If it's not the felonies or the color of my skin, I'm going to keep switching my gear again and again. From the training camp, I drive past VIM. It be beware for life. My team is top billing. More sacrifices, create better living. My thoughts came to save the world like blue. So for me, those bars, I felt the spirit of like what he's saying there. I wish that was more prominent throughout the album and yeah. specifically on the pillage. You know, Kappa has a tendency to kind of ramble sometimes, yeah. which sometimes it works and right. it's great. Right. But on the pillage, that track, I don't think it, it works really, really well. I think that. He's kind of rambling. I, I wish that that song actually had more to do with the pillage mm-hmm. and not just some random stuff that he's talking about. And I think that that track, you probably should have broken up some of the Kappa verses. In fact, you're going to hear me say that a lot here. Kappa is not necessarily strong enough to hold down songs on his own, but mm-hmm. he can still do it. Like he does it with Slang Editorial. Right. He does it with Splish Splash. He does it for, you know, on, on Check For a Nigga. So in that sense, you know, he can do it. But I think that oftentimes you kind of need to break him up a little bit. So I think that for the pillage, I would have broken up some of his verses. And instead of having Solomon Childs on as the featured guest, I would have kept the featured guests that were not prominent Wu generals, I would have kept it the same person, which in this mm-hmm. case would be Killer Bams. Killer Bams features on here a little bit throughout the album, and I think that I would have just kept that consistent. I wouldn't have had a bunch of different Wu affiliates. Mm-hmm. I would have kept it to the Wu Gambinos, the Wu generals that you can have on here, and just one other person that is like less familiar. So that's the person that I would have put on the pillage. That's how I would start. Like I said, Run, we're going to repurpose that a little bit later. Okay. Blood on Blood War, this is the one that has Killer Bams on it, and I think that he does a good job with the hook. Again, it's got that RZA driving bass line that I like. I think that Kappa sounds a lot better on his second verse. His first verse, like I said, that's one of the ones that it's just it's way too long and it needs to get broken up. So either break that up and maybe put some more Killer Bams in there or put another person in there or just break it up and add the hook. But I mean, when you got Capadonna going for like 24, what feels like 32 bars in his first verse, which is unnecessary, especially because the second verse, he sounds he sounds OK. Right. You know, those are the types of things where I think that RZA comes in and adds his touch. And I know that he produced this, but I think that if he was the executive producer, he really would have made it a more concise effort, Mm. just a more cohesive project. Mm -hmm. So then we get into Super Ninja's MCF Splish Splash. I'm not really changing anything on these, except if you want to take You God off of Super Ninjas, I understand. (laughs) His verse on here... It's actually not that bad. It's not that bad. So I'm actually willing to keep it on here. Super Ninjas, I love it so much. I'm willing to even have a video for it. I'm not sure how you would do it. It could just be like something where everyone's just bouncing around or whatever. Yo, by the way, before we jump, um, did you know that You God has a book? And supposedly it's like a New York Times bestseller right now. Okay. It's like about Wu-Tang, but from his perspective... 
I'd actually um, be interested and, in reading yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I read the synopsis for it on Amazon, and it looks like a really interesting book. So I'm thinking about reading it. We, we might have to check that out. We might check that out. We might have to check that out. So Splish Splash, as much as I love it, I want Inspector Deck on here. I think that either Inspector Deck or Master Killer, you know, because it's a really short track. It's only yeah. like a couple minutes. It's only yeah. one verse. And I think that, you know, you add one of them to this track, and it's dope. I personally, not to give a critique of your critique, I don't know if I could listen to a song that's just Master Killer and Cappadonna. I think I would fall asleep. So then let's so, not yeah. have Master Killer and let's yeah. add Inspector Deck because I okay. think Inspector Deck would kill right. I would just like to see Master Killer somewhere on here. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. O'Donna. The only thing about this is that I think that the song is a little too long in, mm. certain, in, in certain parts. I think it drags a little bit. I love um, this song. <laughs> but uh, I like it. And I think that oh. either Donna. I think either before O'Donna or after O'Donna is where I would put Run. Uh, so like I said, with Run, I think that you need to have Ghostface on, at least doing the hook. Yeah, You know what I mean? I think that if you can break apart so, some of Kappa's verses so you and would break up, you would break up the run of Splish Splash, O'Donna, and Milk the Cow? I feel like that three-song stretch is just all energy. I love it. The only reason why is because I'm trying to think of where I would put Run on the album because I think it belongs on there. So maybe those after? Three. Those three, yeah. That's fair. So maybe put it after, and then if you have Ghostface on there, I think that works. Yeah. Obviously, you know, I'm not changing any, anything with Milk the Cow. I think with South, the, South of the Border, mm -hmm. I'd either have Raekwon or RZA or both of them on there. I think it would work really, yeah. really, really well. I don't have any issues with Check For A Nigga, except it feels like a track that you should be telling a story on, and he's mm. not. But I just love, if you in the garbage, Check For A Nigga. <laughs> One of the other things, too, is I love that he's, you know, he he's gives so a rich. lot of shout-outs to DC, Maryland, he and Virginia. Does, yeah. So if you're if you from, in Maryland, Check For A Nigga. Right, right. So if you're in, you know, if, if that's where you live, he's shouting out that area a lot. Dart throwing, I love it. I'm keep that where it is. And I love Method Man's ad-libs on here. Yeah. Raekwon starts it out. He's strong on it. And then I think uh, Pump Your Fist. Mm -hmm. I would keep, but I would get rid of Takita. And I think instead of Takita, maybe that's where I would have Master Killer. Mm. So, yeah. So I think that I'm putting Inspector Deck on Splish Splash mm -hmm. and on Pump Your Fist, replace Solomon Childs, put Killer Bams in there, and then put maybe Master Killer or somewhere else. Mm. And then Black Boy, I think should have been highlighted. Yeah. I'm not sure why that song wasn't promoted. I think if you had a video for it, mm. it's got a good message. Yeah. Maybe you can have a different vocalist. I know that they liked using Takita and Blue Raspberry, yeah. but I think I'm not sure if, if that was the strongest vocalist for this. Right. But I think that you could have marketed that song really, really well and actually done some things with it. So yeah. that's how I would make this a classic. What would right. you do? My make it a classic. I actually really, really gave this joint some thought just because I was like, this is like a really good album that like, yeah. it really could have been a classic. Yeah, I think so. If you look at Only Built for Cuban Links, it's considered by a lot of people to be the best Wu-Tang solo album, right? And arguably their best album, period. Right. Yeah. Um, I think one of the best things about it is that it's actually, in many ways, not a solo album. In, in Ghostface's mind, just as much his album as it is Rick This Mark's is album. true. So in my mind, The Pillage should be Cappadonna and Method Man's album. And really? so and so what I would like to do with you this know, album I hadn't because, even thought about that. because Meth is so good on this he album is. and he in really this is. time frame Meth was so good. Yes. That's the one of the big things I do here is I have Method Man's contribution 
to the level of what Ghostface's contribution was to only only go for Cuban. So should it be Capadonna featuring Method Man? Yeah. What if you also had Capadonna featuring Method Man and Inspector Deck? Would that would be that dope. That because I think it'd be overkill. Too much? overkill? But, I, but I think that would be really dope. Okay. Uh, but but I think Method Man becomes the ghost face of this album for me. Okay. That's the first thing. Second thing is, as you said, I think RZA becomes the overall executive yeah, producer of this, of this really project. Because I feel like it could have been a more focused effort and it wasn't. Just to go down the tracks, I have a slang editorial. I mean, keep it the same. No yeah. issues. The Pillage. I keep it because we need a title track and yeah. we're, you know, it, it's cool. It's okay. I probably remove Solomon Childs and I add Inspector Deck. Oh, okay. I also get RZA to, is this RZA's beat? It's not. Nice I get RZA to touch this beat up. It's a little yeah. repetitive. Yes. It kind of just does the same thing over and over yeah. and it gets annoying. I keep Run just because it's the original Run. It's, it it, it gives it us ghost face. You're right. I think I probably make it later. But one of the things that I would do with this track, as you said, it drags on and it could be sequenced better. I bring Puff and the Hitman in. Really? On this record. Yeah. Okay. And they co-produced this record. And if you think about Wait, it- Puff and the Hitman co-produced this? No, they should. Oh. I'm saying how like- that it, work? You look at Meth and Mary J's record, right? Yeah, yeah true. And then you have the, the remix that Puff did. Mm -hmm. And it sounds a little different. I think that one of the things that Run is missing is a lot of the cinematic qualities that Puff and the Hitman are very good at. And I think that if you were to bring them in to say, how can we tweak this record to make it more interesting? I think they would add in the sound effects that you need. They would add in the additional instrumentation, et cetera, that could make Run a more interesting story. So if you do that, you definitely need to make this a video as well. I probably should, yeah. 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 So, I mean, that, that's my approach to making Run a Dude, that is more interesting. completely so unwooting, like. Oh, yeah. To have a Puff and the Hitman. This is my classic. Yeah, no, I like, I'm not, I'm not knocking it. I, that's completely left field, but that's what this is yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. So, Blood on Blood War, I actually just cut it. Really? Because okay. I didn't think I needed it to make this a classic. That's fair. I can see it being redundant when you have Run in there as well. Yeah. So, Super Ninjas, I cut You God. I added Raekwon and Inspector Deck. So the addition of Inspector Deck and Raekwon might give this a vibe similar to Guillotine Swords on Where? the Only Built for Cuban League album. Yeah, uh, Inspector Deck opens that up with a really strong verse because that's what he was prone to do. Yeah. So I, I get that. Like I said, I don't think that you guys' verse on here is, is terrible. Like I you said, yeah. Like we both said, I guess, like, this isn't a bad You God verse. It's, not, it's, it's not. just not a necessary verse. It's not. And you I know. think that if we're making it a classic, you can yeah. definitely enhance it with Raekwon and Inspector right. Deck for sure. So I I actually just cut MCF altogether. Oh man, I like that song, but that's okay. South of the Border, I'm adding Jizza and ODB. I thought about having Jizza on here, and yeah. you know what? I think that could make sense to yeah. have Jizza and, and ODB on here. Okay. And I guess I skipped, I skipped Splish Splash and Odonna, but that's just because I just really like them. Well, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, and milk the cow. I'm assuming that that run, that Splish run, Splash, is, Odonna, milk the cow. You're not going to change anything. Yeah, that's my run. It. I just, that's I fair. love that run. And then, um, I cut Young Hearts. Obviously, check for a nigga and dart throwing are exactly the same. Yeah, everything is everything is cut. Yeah, it's definitely cut. Um, pump your fist. I was like, this is so meh to me. Like, I'm like, like should I cut it? And then instead, what I said was cut Solomon Childs because mm -hmm. I just didn't feel like I needed him. Right. I like Takita because I like that she's spitting on this. This is true. And I like that there's a female rap verse on here. Um, okay. I thought that was dope. So I'm going to keep her and I'm going to add RZA All right. and then Meth, of course, right, my, right, right, my right. co-pilot co on this one. Go ahead. 
Well, I was going to say, uh, if Meth is featuring on this album, uh -huh. you got to have a couple more tracks with Meth Man on here. Yeah, definitely. And I, di I didn't call them out specifically, but I would definitely put Meth on more songs. I guess I just kind of assumed. Do you have an idea concept. which ones you think he would sound better on? Currently, uh -huh. he is on Super Ninjas, Milk the Cow, and Darth Roy. That's what's uh -huh. currently, that's what the album currently has. I would add him on Splish Splash. Okay. Pump Your Fist. Uh, and I would add him on Pump Your Fist. Exactly. And then other than that, he's already on one, two, three. So that's five. I think I might add him on Black Boy, too. I wouldn't it's, add him on Black Boy. You don't I, think so? I just like the Black Boy is like, all that I got is you. Like, it could be yeah. it could be his, like, all that I got is you. So the one thing I, I did change is I put Mary J on the hook for Black Boy. There you and go. I take yeah, Tequita we both have off. the same idea about right. that. So, so that becomes like a featured song because mm -hmm. it's got Mary J on it. I think it's just like a really heartfelt story the same way All I Got Is You is, yep. is for, for, uh, for Ghostface. And um, specifically with Black Boy, I like the way that it, I like that it ends the album because it doesn't yeah. really sound like the other ones on there, but it's a good song. And just because it doesn't sound like the rest of them, it doesn't sound out of place either. But I think if you put it right smack in the middle of the album, it yeah. would. So I think that when you have that as the outro to the album, I think it really, really works. Yeah. And the other thing, because you know I like to do nerdy stuff like this, The Swarm is another Wu-Tang album that came out this year. What comes out, uh, I want to say July. June or July. Yes, July 21st. I happen to really love that album. I like that album a I lot as well. It. I thought about like... Let's make this the best album we can make it. Mm -hmm. 97 Mentality is, yes. uh, is a, a Capadonna record that's on there that's really dope. I'm tacking that on here. Does it sound like it goes on here, though? I, don't I would think put it, it as does. a bonus track. As a bonus track? Yeah. You know, uh, supposedly there are certain track listings of this album. Mm -hmm. I, I want to say it might even be on Spotify where okay. they have that on here, but it's oh, not. Really? It, would, yeah. it just doesn't sound right? Well, no, no, no. What I'm saying is that. I think Spotify included 97 Mentality okay. on the track listing where they had the album okay. Spotify, but there's no official release actually put 97 Mentality on this record as a yeah. bonus track. I think that's just something that they did for Spotify. So I love that beat and I would include it as a bonus track here. Yeah. Okay. Dun, Is Ghostface dun, on that dun, song? I think it's just Capra. I think they did a like a Funkmaster Flex Freestyle or something really? with that. I think Cannabis did one. Did he? Yeah, oh, Cannabis My ripped that beat. Devastated Hot 97 Mentality. That's crazy. Um, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've just uh, attacked that on there. But I think, uh, you know, with Method Man as the co-pilot, Riz as the, you know, the overall executive producer, and you know a few changes like this becomes a classic and i don't really think it's that much of a stretch to make it a classic like it's it has a really cohesive sound it's really dope yeah i don't think it's a stretch to make it a classic either especially mm -hmm. if we're talking about you know from my perspective in terms of how it fits with the rest of the wu-tang catalog mm -hmm. they didn't market it very well yeah definitely not and that was a choice they could yeah. have done some things differently to really market this Kappa better. was never featured in the Woo, but but no. you, you know, honestly, and I think this is one of the reasons why I think it's so important for Met to co-star here. Yeah. Kappa just doesn't really have a shit ton of personality. No, like he doesn't. He's not like he's like almost like the opposite of Method Man. He right. almost gets lost in some of his yes, own songs. This is true. But like the two of them together, I feel like would be just like a dope one-two punch. It definitely works on Super Ninjas and North yeah. Account for sure. And, and we talked yeah. a little bit about, you know, I mean Takao 2000 was one of our first albums that we talked about. Yes, it was. And we the first one we talked about and we talked about how like 
one of the things that it kind of suffers from is while meth is such a great personality he's kind of more of a role player like when you when you put him in the forefront and you make an album that's his ideas exclusively yeah you don't get the best right but you know here like you get rizza and you get capadonna working with him mm -hmm. um and you put him on a team I, I, he's knocking it out of the park this time frame method man he's killing yeah, everything he was and you saw it on milk the cow he just he murdered that joint so I, I like your additions. I didn't think about including more meth. I thought about initially about including more Ghostface and Raekwon just because yeah. that's what I was more familiar with. But I, you know, I think you're right. I think yeah. that you have Raekwon and Ghost on a track a piece here, and that's fine. I think that if you maybe added Meth the Man, who's already on three tracks, to maybe two, maybe even three more, I think that it works. For me, the main thing, like I said, you put RZA as the executive producer. Yeah. Sequence the album a little bit better. Obviously, we can remove the stuff that we don't like. Right. I like Blood on Blood War and MCF. Okay. Nika does it, that's fine. But I think that ultimately, though, when you have Kappa, anytime you have Kappa spitting anything greater than 16 bars and it's just getting monotonous and he's not really talking about anything, you got to break that up. Except slang editorial. Well, slang editorial is different. Though. Was but it only 16? No. Yeah. It's, it's, okay. there's no 32 bar stretch yeah, from Kappa. Yeah. Like there is, I want to say, in Run. And there's another yeah, one where he's got Run a really, really strong. So long. Long and Run has like four verses. Yeah. I remember listening to it on the Bulwark soundtrack and just being like, what is this? Yeah. Like, why did they put this out? Yeah. The, and then the only other thing I would say, and it actually lends itself against what I said with Super Ninjas, is, um, I do want to see the core members here. Um, yeah. Why? Why is there no Inspector Deck? Yeah. Um, why is there no Jizza? You know. Yeah. Like, why is there no Jizza? Jizza really should have been on here. We need a little bit of that. So I tried to sprinkle that in there, but anybody, anybody who's missing. Where would you put this in terms of Wu Tang albums that you've heard? Actually, let me rephrase that another way. Obviously, you know, I would. You mean solo albums? No, just in general. I mean, I think that you would, we would both say that, you know, 36 Chambers and Wu-Tang Forever are better than this album. Mm. Iron Man, Supreme Clientele, right. Only Built for Cuban Links. I would have Liquid Swords. I'm assuming you might have Liquid Swords above this too. Yeah. Okay. I, I, but I would say it's like right there. Like, I honestly, I put it like next to, and uh, people are going to say this is a blast. Oh, yeah, there, there are people who heads. really go hard for um, Liquid Swords. But honestly, Liquid Swords and Iron Man and Pillage, like they're all kind of in the same field really? for me. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I, really I would say, like Iron Man. I would say they're in my top 10. This album for me is above Tikal and Tikal 2000. Um, it's definitely album, above Tikal 2000. I would agree. I think it's above yeah, both of those as well. This album for me is above, obviously, Inspector Deck's album. Yeah. Uh, it's it's above albums from artists that I like better. What than, about ODB's Return to, Return to 36 Chambers, the dirty version? I, I would, think it might I would be slightly that, above this. I would put that above this. Yeah. And even though I would put this above Tikal, I think that Tikal is a more cohesive project. Mm hmm it's just it was done earlier in Riz's career mm. and met the man's career so it's good i think it works in terms of like that catalog of early yeah. music that we're talking about but this has more joints on it than i like than uh than what takao has yeah so but i think that's right around where i'm putting it so it's so. in your 10 yeah, it's definitely it's it's in my ten. Though I like Wu Tang Killer Beast of Swarm more than this. Oh I, yeah, I love that album. I do like that album a lot, yeah. but I think I, I like this better. I think that the strong stuff on this is stronger than the strong stuff on on the Swarm. I really like this one. <laughs> yeah. In fact, when we do our quarterly report for the summer, that's an album that I will be mentioning. It's not worth an entire tribute right, by right, no right. stretch, but it's worth me mentioning it. Yeah, I like no, it. I liked that album. And it was an album that 
you know we talk about our, our or the where were you you know this is a time frame where people first started getting cd burners yeah and i remember there was like there was this white boy that was my boy he was i was like none of the other people he was kind of like socially awkward like there weren't that many people that he was cool with but he was me and him were mad cool and he was one of the first people i knew that had a cd burner and i remember getting him to go burn me that the swarm mm -hmm. And bumping that joint, just being like, this is incredible. Like, it doesn't sound like anything. It's really dark and gritty, but it's yeah. also polished at the same time. Yeah. Like, if you thought Wu-Tang Forever was polished, Wu-Tang Killer Beast of Swarm is, is definitely a polished, very well... I think Forever is way more polished than that. Though. It is. No, it is. Yeah. But I'm saying Killer Beast of Swarm is also a yeah. very polished album. Yeah. Have you listened to any other of Capadonna's projects? He's got actually quite a few. In fact, really? I want to say I he's coming I've, out with something this I, year or I think in the I've past heard year. One more Kappa project, and I wasn't super impressed. Yeah, I heard some other Kappa projects. I don't remember what they were called, <laughs> which should tell you about them. After this, you know, he did his stuff with the Wu Tang, and I think he's officially listed as a Wu Tang member. Was Kappa fleecewear actually a thing, or did he just say it? Yeah, that's <laughs> just one of the things that he loves to say. That's just one of the things that he loves to say. But, you know, I want to say that Capadonna was driving a cab at some point. Yeah, he was. Yeah. Yep. He actually, I think, throughout their career was driving cabs. He seems like someone who would need to do other odd jobs at the same time as, as doing his music things. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm actually excited to... I'm, I'm currently reading Timbaland's book. When I finish okay. Timbaland's book, I think I'm going to buy You God's book, and uh, I'll be interested to hear his perspective on where everybody fell. Because I think part of his story is like obviously not being as successful as a RZA or a Method Man and like what he had to do to make a living, right. you know, in, in, in throughout his years. Yeah. So. Okay. So yeah, so that should uh, wrap it up for this unless you have anything else. Nah, that's it. Um, so don't shoot us. Uh, we we are fans of Capadonna. We just felt as though there were some additions that could be made to make this album better. And that's what we gave y'all. How many of our listeners, what percentage of our, of our listeners do you think really care about Capadonna? So very quickly, shout out to Joe Obi. I right. know Joe is, uh, is a, a big Wu-Tang fan. I know he definitely is going to want to hear this. Um, Carlos boy, is a Capadonna fan too. Where yeah. my boy Noel. So there's there's some definitely some Wu fans, I think, that listen to the show. And okay. I think that they will really appreciate it. They may not appreciate the fact that we're, we're coming at the, the album, but we definitely are fans of the album. So. I think that even your most devoted Wu-Tang fan can listen to this album and recognize that there's some flaws with it and there's some things that yeah. don't really go well on it as we both highlighted particularly yeah. i think that the main two things that don't work well we both know are young hearts and everything is everything yeah. they just have no place on this album the other ones are kind of debatable like i said he and i disagree with a few of the tracks but yeah, yeah. Yeah, Milk the Cow, yo. If you've never heard this record, <laughs> Milk the Cow, there's actually a video for it now. Is it? Um, but it's like, you can tell they put it together like years later. Oh, okay. So it's just like, I don't know. It it almost looks like an unofficial video. Like it's not very well put together. But I just love that song so much that I, I, I watch it. It's another one from True Master. Yeah. Yo, True Master's so good on this album. He really We didn't is. really talk. talk. Oh, I guess you, I you did. mentioned I it. I did. Yeah, He's one I, of my highlights. I should have mentioned it, but True Master's incredible on this album, just yeah. in general. So, yeah. Anyway, cool. I guess that's it. We'll wrap it up. Yeah, man. Peace. Let Peace. us milk this cow the best way we know how. Park Hill Projects took a pound. One culture, return of the track slasher. Double doser, Capadonna broadcaster. 
striving for perfection. The only way I got my life back was through investing. Devotion, moving my soul toward the skit. Vocabulary coming out my ass like shit. To feed my babies, I gotta fight y'all MCs. This money be getting me high just like cheese in these tracks. I look for all my childhood, make me feel good. So I keep on writing, meditating in the ghetto. Making love, waiting for lost minds to settle. Then I speak out, because we all need the guidance. Deep down inside is where you could define science. My mother told me when I was so stressed out, all you gotta do is just put your best out. And I did it. Built, built this cat. Speaking, I broke the shell. Seen brothers that fell when I slipped.